Sunday, February 18th, there will be a church business meeting. Attendance is welcome to all members. There will be a baptism on March 3rd, immediately following service. If you or someone you know would like to be baptized on this day, please register through the Church Center app. Additional information can be found at the back of the sanctuary. If you haven't already, be sure to pick up a copy of this month's Daily Bread pamphlet in the foyer to spend some time each day in God's Word. The Great Lakes Regional Youth Camp will take place this year from June 30th to July 4th. Registration forms can be found on the back table and more information will be released soon. Winter Jam will be February 25th at 3 p.m. Tickets are going to be $15 and they're $20 if you're staying after for food. That's all for now, but I pray that you'll have a blessed week. Enjoy the service. Good morning, Encounter Church. I'm Haley, and I will be delivering today's announcements. On Sunday, February 18th, there will be a church business meeting. Attendance is welcome to all members.
they're still going through some announcements. Give a hand for our media team. They're doing this and they're working really hard. So uh, that we have church, media church, and this church. So while this is out there, it's streaming on here. Uh, we're, we're creating the same uh, worship experience on the inside as we are on the outside. Hopefully that will spark people to come in and not stay at home and say, it's good at the house, so I just stay here. But I'm so grateful they're up here and they're working hard and they're working on other things. You'll see other things. Remember, this year is the year of expectation. It's also uh, the year that we focus on digital ministry and the digital mission field uh, to get the word of God into the streets. Uh, we do have, before we get Get ready. Uh, three certificates of baptism. We've been baptizing a lot of people these past few years, and I'm grateful for that. And uh, so if these three people could come forward, uh, Jaden Horton, Jocelyn Horton, I don't really need to look, Jackson Horton, all three of you guys will come on up. Granddad, if you'll come too. <laughs> Jeff don't want to come. That's okay. I think this is important because this is this is what we're looking for. We're looking for men. They're bring, the granddad is bringing them to church. We got real men coming, and they're bringing their, their kids to church. Real men bring their kids to church. They don't send their kids to church, and we're grateful for that. Uh, and so I'm going to hand you Jackson. Here you go. And Jaden. Here you go. We want, on behalf of Encounter Church, we just want to celebrate this moment with you. It's a big day for baptism, and that's when you proclaim your faith to the world. We're so grateful for our youth and our youth leaders uh, that put work into doing these things, and we're so grateful for you. Can you encourage them? Can we stand on our feet and give them a hand? Come on and stand up and let them know how important this is. They're getting a picture. Somebody's getting a picture. So. We're grateful for that. And since we're standing, um, you can go down, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to, the, we're not doing youth worship today because we're doing communion right after. Thank you for those who've come for communion. We're about to get into worship. How about that? You guys excited for the worship? Come on and stand on your feet and give God praise. Brother Dave, would you go ahead and pray and open us up, please?
How many know we're here in Jesus' name? Give God the glory and give him the praise in this place.
precious Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, sat with his disciples. After giving thanks, he broke bread and gave it to all of them and said, Take this and eat it, for this is my body, which is broken for you. So we take the bread, we eat of the bread today, this morning. Amen. After supper was finished, he took the cup and said, This cup is a new covenant of my blood, which was shed for all of you. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus. this morning. Lord, Heavenly Father, God, we come to you, Lord, to commune with you as we commune with each other, Lord. And help us, Lord, Lord, to try to be more like you, to follow you, Lord, until you come again. In Jesus' name we pray. This is a time when we all come together to fellowship and commune of fellowship that we come together as believers of like mind and like body. If you're watching online, we invite you to join with us today to be able to celebrate the Eucharist, to be able to celebrate the, at the Lord's table. Amen. Let us all eat together in remembrance of Christ's shed body, broken body for our sins. and he passed it and he said this is my blood shed for you the cup of the new testament as often as you do it do this in remembrance of me let us all drink together for Christ shed blood on the cross in remembrance of his sacrifices for our sins
many of you know God is worthy? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care how high you get. You don't get so high that the blood of Jesus Christ can't reach you. You may be down in the valley today. If it's not your day, just wait a while. Some people right now are in a storm. Some people are headed into a storm. Some people are on their way out of the storm. But I've come to tell you, there is no place in your life, even at the bottom and even at your lowest. Jesus is still there. David said, even if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. There is no place in your life that you can go that God can't reach you. There's no sorrow in your life that God can't handle you. God knows your needs. He knows your troubles. Why don't you give him glory in this place? He will never lose his power. Hallelujah, Jesus. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Give, your, give God a hand clap of praise all in the building. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Um, prayer team, stay close. I want to do a prayer for uh, um, for Kevin and his family um, later after the service. Uh, they're going through a lot, and the Bible says weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, and we want to let them know that while they go through, they're not by themselves. They have a church family to lean on that loves them and is there to support them. As a matter of fact, why don't you give them a hand clap and let, just let them know you love them. We're just glad to see them. With all that you're going through, you had every excuse to say, I don't feel like it, but you made your way in the door today. And I want you to know, I pray that God smiles on you. There is a word from the Lord and the book. We're going to go to several books today. If we could stand for the reading of the word of God. Y'all ready for the word today? thankful for what God is doing as we're growing. You're going to see more changes. You might hear a little music or a, little, a few stems that you're not used to. Uh, things that are happening, people moving in different ways that you're not used to seeing them move. As we grow and as we increase, God is doing a work and he's doing some things. Part, as, look at your neighbor and say, pardon our progress. God is moving and I'm excited. This is the year of expectation. Remember, this is the year that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love them. And we are in our authentic church series. Uh, thankful to Brother Dave who held it down and talked about being wounded last week. Uh, he did a phenomenal job. Why don't you give a hand clap for that? <laughs> Always grateful for the staff God has given me. And us, the best thing a pastor would want, our precursor to the sermon, is your faithfulness, is your commitment. And it's good to know that we had enough people now to go down and, and to help in, in Winterfest. And some of our staff was down there helping and doing staff. And we had enough staff here to still run, run the church. God has given us more and more than enough, and we're grateful for that. We're going to start today in the book of Joshua. We're going to go to several scriptures today. But we will sit mostly in Joshua. Joshua chapter 23, verses 6 through 8. When you have it, you can say amen. If you don't have it, they will have it on the screen for you. Joshua chapter 23, starting at verse 6 through 8. And it reads like this. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. Or lest you go among the, these nations, 
these who remain among you, you shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them. But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. Starting at Joshua chapter 23, verses 12 to 13. When, when they have it, we'll have it up there. You can catch up with us. Or else, if indeed you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, these that remain among you and make marriages with them and go into them and they to you, now for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you and scourges on your sides and thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Joshua chapter 24, 15. A very, that's a very familiar passage of scripture. Joshua chapter 24, verses 15. They've got 24, 23, 15. Joshua chapter 24, verses 15. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says this. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, everybody say, as for me. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning about this from this scripture and other related scriptures from the topic fences. You may be seated in the presence of God. Lord, speak your servants, listen, and we will give you the praise in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Will you do me a favor, guys, for those who are watching online all over, the, all over the world, will you give them a click and just clap your hands and let them know that they're welcome in here today? <laughs> we have been in our series called The Authentic Church to be the church that God seeks to be in a world where there are many placebos, there are many things that look like church and they act like church. It's very hard to find out where we're talking uh, about being the church of Jesus Christ. And today we've been talking about authentic prayer and we've been talking about authentic worship. But today we planned this for a while. We're going to be talking about authentic what? Commitment. Authentic. Everybody say commitment. Commitment is important because whatever you're going to do, if you're going to be successful at it, you must be committed to it. It cannot be a half-hearted effort. It cannot be halfway. When you come to Jesus and you give him your heart, you don't give him part of your heart. You give him what? All of your heart. You give him all of your mind, all of your soul. God emanates through you and owns every part of you. I am the Father and the Father in me, Jesus would say. And now the Spirit of God lives in you. The Bible says that and now that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if you say, somebody say, if you say it now lives on the inside of you and this morning as I I started it's going to be a couple of weeks talking about authentic commitment uh, and God gave me a word and the word was too much to do for today so we're going to split it up because there's different texts that I want to peruse through the passages of but this morning he took me to Joshua he took me to the book of Joshua and Joshua is, is giving his farewell address 
For those who may not know who Joshua is, Joshua is the understudy of Moses, one of the greatest leaders who had ever lived. Moses, who took the children of Egypt out of Egypt into across the Red Sea, almost to the promised land, but he couldn't quite get to the promised land. And here it is that we see that Moses has has left off of the scene. If you get to the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 it says thus spake the Lord to Joshua uh, the son of Nun that Moses my servant is dead Moses my servant is gone Moses has done what he needed to do and it is now your turn to be able to take over and to lead you would think that many people would mourn for Moses many days there would be a lot of sadness but God wasn't sad when Moses left because he knew what Moses was. He took him himself. So God said, let's get back to business. Moses is dead. Let's keep moving, Joshua. And this is what he continues to tell Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Everybody said, be strong and courageous. Sometimes it takes us being strong and courageous in life to do the things that God is calling us to do. It takes being strong and courageous to be able to walk the path that God is uh, going to have us walk. And he is letting Joshua know that you need to gird up yourself and be ready for what I'm taking you into. But he doesn't just use a novice. He doesn't just use anybody off the street. For if you know and have been to Sunday school, you realize that for 40 years, years the people have been in the wilderness and for 40 years Joshua has been number two and sat underneath Moses and he has discipled under Moses and he has watched Moses' successes and he has watched Moses' failures and he has learned and been an understudy so that when his time came he was ready to lead. There are many people <coughs> who want to lead but few that want to follow. There are many people that I submit to you today that would love to be out front. They love the lights and they love the, the exposure they get from being in the front. But you don't get to the front with God just because you're talented. You don't get to the front with God just because you're gifted. Because God made many gifts throughout the earth. Some of them don't even choose to use their giftings for God. But even in their use of the gifts, God is glorified because they didn't get it from themselves. They got it from him. But if you want God to use you, you've got to be committed. <laughs> you've got to have a level of commitment. Somebody says, I ask people from time to time, why did you leave your other church? And they said, I was frustrated. I've been there six months or eight months a year, and I hadn't been used yet. And my gift was dying, and I needed to be used. What they're saying is, I'm not committed. I'm only in it for what I can get out of it. I'm only in it if I'm the star of the show. I'm only in it if I'm involved in things. But I've come to tell you that many times before God releases people, he makes them sit. The disciples didn't just start off changing the world. For three years, they sat underneath Jesus and they were committed to his tutelage. They were committed to learning of him. And that's what we've got to get back into in the church because we have such a great need in the church worldwide for people. Many times pastors will pick any old body and just throw them up there because they can fog a mirror. And it causes more problems than not because those people may be gifted, but they are not committed. 
and you can't get stability in your ministry. You can't get stability in your life because you are not committed. But here is a person who waited his turn for 40 long years. He didn't seek to be out front. He was a warrior. He was much different than Moses. Moses was a statesman. Moses was raised in the house of Pharaoh. He knew how to govern. He knew law. But when he needed a fight, he often went to Joshua. (laughs) And God had raised up Joshua because he knew in this season and dispensation that everything was not going to be handed to the children of Israel. Some things they were going to have to fight for. And they were going to have to be committed to the fight. They were going to have to be committed to staying the course and staying the race. I've come to tell you that sometimes the reason you don't receive the results you want is not because the pastor is not doing what he needs to do. It's not because the church members are not doing what they need to do. It's simply because you're not cut. Oh, somebody, come on, help me, somebody. You're going to help me preach this morning. You can talk back to me and hear it's okay. That many times people want results, but they don't have consistency. They are straddled the fence. They show up this Sunday. Then they show up 15 Sundays later. And they wonder why they're not laying hands and speaking on tongues and working in every ministry because they're not committed. They are straddle the fence. They are not really into what God has called them to do. And as Joshua is getting ready to die, Joshua in this chapter is near the end of his ministry. And Joshua calls out the leaders and the people in chapter 23. One last time, he wants to leave them and part them with something. One last time. And as he does, he begins to tell them something. These are the things I need you to know. He begins to say things to them that God had imparted to him. Because if you go back to Joshua chapter 1, you continually hear God saying, only be strong and be thou courageous. For the Lord thy God will be with you whithersoever thou goest. That if you go, I'll go with you. I've come to let you know some people are not committed because they're scared of failure. But I've come to let you know that if you go, God will go with you. Stop being afraid to do what God has called you to do because if he called you to it he can take you through it (laughs) but what if I fail what if it's too much for me to bear he's counting on you to fail he's counting on it to be for more too much for you to bear because he says this my strength is made perfect in your weakness when you reach critical failure God's power is superb the Bible said that he is mighty to save that God doesn't work with our strength God works in our weakness When we are weak, he is strong. And he tells them what God told him. He lets them know, therefore, be very courageous and keep to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he says, be careful to observe everything that is in the book of the law. Don't deviate to the east, to the west, to the north, or the south, but do all that is written therein. Because if you do that, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have success. In other words, James put it this way, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Pastor, my life is not changing and I showed up to church. Are you doing what the word said are you just sitting there looking at food at the buffet and not eating it you've got to apply it to your life and you've got to be consistent God never blessed anybody sitting on the fence 
But we have plenty of fences in our life. Fences represent excuses. I want to be in this world, but I want to be in that one too. I'm a, I'm a millennial, I'm Gen X, I'm Gen Z, and most of, most of the people my age don't come to church, so I need to, I, don't, I can't put all of my foot in the church because they'll call me a weirdo. They'll call me weird, and I won't have any friend, so I'll sit over here with them, and when I get to church, I know how to do the church thing, but when I raise my hands, it seems like I'm not feeling what they're feeling. You're not feeling what they're feeling because you're not doing what you're doing. Everybody say, all in. You got to be all in for God. You got to be ham or eggs. Which one do you want? What do you mean by that, Pastor? Uh, there's a story of a, of a chicken and a, a chicken and a pig that was sitting there talking one day. And the chicken said to the pig, I'm excited today. He said, why? He said, because we get to feed our master. It's breakfast time. And I get to give some eggs. Aren't you excited about breakfast? No, the hog said, no, because when I give, I had to give all I have. And you got to determine this morning, are you ham or are you eggs? Are you giving God just enough to be consistent and convenient? Or are you giving him everything? Are you giving him every part of you? Are you giving him your mind? Are you giving him your soul? Are you giving him your strength? Are you giving him your commitment? So Joshua is letting them know that as we go out, I'm giving you my farewell address and I want to give you final instruction. And this instruction will give you protection. He knew all the things that could bring destruction against the nation. And so he gave them these instructions so that they would know how to stay on track. Pull up that first power principle. It's very simple. It's not even that profound, but it's something that we need. We don't always need profound things. We just need to do the simple things well. What does it say? He instruction can prevent destruction. Most of the stuff in our life that we regret could have been avoided if we just listened to somebody. You won't call back mama and daddy and tell them, but you're too proud. But if you just say, if I'd have just listened to mama, <laughs> if I'd have just listened to daddy or grandmama or big mama or, or pawpaw, if I'd have just listened, I wouldn't have to be going through the things that I'm going through. When you don't heed instruction, destruction follows. That's why it's important, especially for the generation that is 40 under, to start coming back to church because you need real instruction and you can't just get instruction on the TV. Yes, you can get a sermon off the TV, but you can't get discipleship and people that like the people in this church who have lived life two to three times your length and they know what life is like and they can impart into you some things that you can't get off the television. That's why God has placed people from all ages and stages in the church. He doesn't leave us as one people group devoid of the other because we can all learn from one another and if you don't get instruction, you will have destruction. It works young for old. If the old don't start listening to the young, they'll look back and their churches will be empty. Why? Because technology and other things have passed them by. But if the young don't listen to the old, they'll have a church full of people with no wisdom because they have decided that they wanted to go their own way and they are trying to buy lessons instead of borrow lessons. Somebody said borrow the lesson. Where I'm from in the South, they have a lot of colloquialisms, and they'll tell you that a borrowed lesson will be the bought lesson any day. I'd rather borrow from your mistake than buy it myself. Joshua is letting them know something that they need to be able to listen to his instruction, and he's about to give the, his 